that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, this is the day God has made. Let us stand as we sing Sabbath rest this morning. much that God is a very present help in the time of storm and it is just a blessing to know that we serve a God that in spite of our faults in spite of our shortcomings in spite of our negligence amen some of us willfully come on help me Lord some of us willfully stepped in that stuff come on somebody but God is still loving us and caring for us and so we thank God for his amazing love. And you may be seated at this time in the presence of an awesome God. We just want to take a few minutes to just welcome you here to our worship experience today here at Tabernacle of Praise. It's been a while 
Amen. I don't know Amen. about you, but this seems like it's been forever. <laughs> oh my God. It seems let us let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. The plan was I, I knew I was gonna be out of the pulpit for two weeks. Amen. My daughter's graduation, who we celebrate, Maya. If you could just wave your hand. We celebrate And so I knew I was going to be missing that Sabbath. And then we had camp meeting, rolled right into camp meeting. So I knew I was going to be missing out on that Sabbath. And so we prepared to have an awesome service during GC. We were going to come in the house. We were going to open our doors up. We were going to have just an amazing time. We were going to shout the paint off the walls. But something happened along the way. Come on, somebody. Family and I was struck with the bid. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I gave it a new name. We were struck with the bid, and we end up missing last week as well. So we're talking three weeks. So I'm gonna try to behave myself behind the desk. Here lately, I've been going at least an hour. I feel two right now, but I'm gonna be nice today. I'm going to be nice today, but I praise God to be able to get back into the house of the Lord, to be able to worship and magnify him. He is truly, truly um, an amazing God, and we thank God for you. But we do have a couple of visitors that we want to recognize, a couple guests, amen. Uh, 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 Brother Zelik Moore. Where are you at, Brother Zelik? Amen. Did I say your name right? Praise the Lord. A young man. Come on, somebody. We praise God for you for being here with us. And then Sister Carol Randall. Amen. We praise God for you. She's family. Amen. But she's on our guest list here. But we recognize you. We know you are our family. We praise God for you. And then Sister Juana Green, we praise God for you. Uh, Janita, should I say, um, Green, we praise God for you as well. And all of you who are viewing um, via Facebook or YouTube, we want to celebrate you as well. Thank God for you for taking time out to just join us on this beautiful Sabbath morning. Um, we do have just a few announcements. I want to start with a video um, from our youth department. You know, we're getting ready for our youth summit um, next month, and we want to encourage our young people and our churches at large, amen, to support our youth, to support this endeavor. This is something that has been put in place for um, our youth. Um, I know my praise team is behind us, but if you want to take a seat just for a few minutes and you can come back um, as we queue up the video, amen. But we praise God for you. So we want to celebrate um, our youth. We thank God for our um, AY leader. Um, but as we cue this video up, um, we want to we want to support um, our youth department at this time.
the conference. Well, listen, we've got exactly what you need. It's called Youth Summit. We've been wondering what to do this summer. Place sitting at home, bored. You've been missing your friends Louis, from Missouri, throughout the conference. Well, listen, we've got exactly what you need. It's called Youth Summit 2022. It's taking place July 21st to the 24th here in St. Louis, Missouri at the Northside Seventh-day Adventist Church. And listen, this weekend is going to be amazing as we get together the young people from the entire Central States Conference and we're going to worship God. Our theme for the weekend is growing with God and we're going to help you grow in all sorts of different areas of your life. Our speaker for the weekend is Pastor B.C. Nwade. Listen, he is so dynamic as a speaker. He's one of my favorites and I know you'll be blessed hearing from him. We've also got a national recording artist Kalante Gavin. If you don't know of him, listen, you need to check him out. Follow him on social media because he is incredible. Incredible, y'all. And so we're excited to have him doing a concert for us that Saturday night. Throughout the three days we'll have together, we're also going to have workshops on topics like mental health, community outreach. Uh, we'll have workshops for parents, for chaperones and youth leaders. We're going to try to make sure everybody receives a blessing from the weekend. And so we want to see you there. We're going to have gear for you like these t-shirts, like special water bottles and hats and all sorts of different stuff. Listen, it's going to be incredible, but we need you there. And so you can register right now at csayya.org slash events. Again, csayya.org slash events. And you can register there for only $125 as a delegate. Listen, that is an amazing deal for the experience that you're going to get. And once you register, you'll receive a link to be able to book a hotel there in the city if you need one. Listen, it is going to be an incredible, amazing experience together. Maybe you are also just wanting to be able to come on out for the concert that evening with Kalante Gavin. Tickets are available to our Central States Conference family first for only $15 to be able to attend the concert. We hope that you will be there for it. Maybe with all the different costs, you're like, man, pastor, how am I going to make this happen? Well, we encourage you to talk to your pastor. We encourage you to talk to your youth leader and try to get young people from your church to all come together, travel together, stay in a hotel together, and that will help to defray some of the costs. But I don't believe really these are costs. I believe everything that you put into this is an investment in our young people. And speaking of investments, maybe you're young at heart, uh, but you're seasoned in age and you still have a heart for young people. You love them and you want to support. Well, we want to invite you to be a sponsor for the Youth Summit. We're going to have uh, opportunities for you to give and be a patron, a bronze, silver, gold, or platinum giver. Maybe you want to give not only as an individual, but through your business or through other charitable entities that you know in your sphere of influence. You can definitely give and support uh, so that our young people can come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Maybe you can give uh, prizes uh, and gift cards and resources that will be helpful to us. And you 
see the information there on the screen for how to be able to give and support the Youth Summit and support our young people and help them to be able to have this amazing experience. If you've got questions, comments, concerns, or you just need more information, you can reach out to me at rogers.k at central-states.org. You can also scan the QR code there on your screen and be able to receive updates as we get ready for this experience together with you and with God. So we hope to see you there July 21st to the 24th in St. Louis, Missouri, Northside SEA Church as we continue to grow with God.
good it is. What a mighty God! What 
Strong tower and the righteous can run in and be saved from the storm. 
Somebody, come on, somebody. Oh, you don't know like I know. You can't tell it like I can tell it. What a mighty God we serve. I was thinking about marching around Jericho as I was singing that song. I left the building. I was marching around my trauma. I was marching around my problems. I was marching around my sickness. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. I can never get tired of a magnifying a God that is able to do all things but fail. What a mighty God we serve. I wish I had about two or three folk in the house. I just need about two or three. But guess what? You don't praise him. The Bible says the rocks will cry out. What a mighty God we serve. Some of us have been battling with sickness all week long. Some of us have been in the hospital all week long. What? Woo! What a mighty God we serve. Oh, my, 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 my. Thank you so much. Oh, I needed that one. Oh, I needed that one. You don't know like I know. Laying in that bed with a temperature of 100 plus, 102 and climbing. Wife come in the room talking about, do you think you need to go to the hospital? Body is wrecking with pain. Not knowing what's going to happen. What? A mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, he's good like that. Oh, danger seen and unseen. Don't know what just took place. Traveled all the way here. How the enemy was trying to stop you and throw your car in reverse while you're going forward and trying to get you to lose your thought of train and put your foot on the brakes when you be stepping on the gas and you don't know what's going on. But God is a keeper. Oh, my, 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 my. You know, on the way here, I was in the car and I was just a huffing and puffing. I'm over. I'm driving out and I'm going, whoo. And I'm going, ooh, oh, my, my. And my daughter said, Daddy, you all right? Is everything all right? I say, yeah, it's been a while. But I know God is going to do something special in this place today. You know, we have to trust him when you can't trace him. You have to believe in him when believing is unbearable. You have to know that you 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 know. Because we're entering into a time in earth's history where if your faith isn't locked and loaded, if, if you can't test the testify uh -huh. oh my 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 so I'm so thankful to be here today I'm so honored to be able to be here today 
as uh, we enter into our prayer time. We know that God is an answer to our prayers. He don't just encourage us to come to the throne of God. But he said, listen, when you lay your petitions before me, I am faithful to hear and to answer. And so every time I go in prayer, I expect something from God. Notice what I said, I expect something from God. Because sometimes when we pray, we expect God to do some things. And I get it, you know, we name it, we claim it. If I ask God to heal my back, we expect him to do it. But do you not know that sometimes God will keep of sickness just to save your soul? So I expect something whenever I come to God in prayer. It may not be what I want. But it's always what I need. Because God is not going to give me something that I don't deserve. It may not be pretty all the time. It may not smell like roses all the time. It may not line up with your theology sometimes. It may come across in a way that make you even question, is God really able to do it? God said, I'm testing you. I'm trusting that you're going to hold on just a little while longer. I'm trusting that even if I don't answer you today, you're going to be there for me tomorrow. I'm trusting in you, God is saying. Because I know what you need before you're even in need of it. I believe as we enter into this time of prayer that God has already done it. God has already dealt with it. It may not look like it right now. But God has already dealt with it. Because you have to understand God looks beyond our faults. And he see what we need. And he give it to us according to what we need. Not what we like. Not what we wish. Not what we hope. But he said, I'm giving this to you because this is what you need right now. Because I'm trying to save your soul. I'm trying to save your marriage. I'm trying to save your children. So I got to let this thing be what it is. Oh, can we trust him today? Can we believe in him today? Can we lean on his everlasting arm today? As we lift up before him, Sister Floyd. We pray for Sister Floyd this morning. We pray for Sister Shirley Burnett this morning the sister of Deacon Rackley. We also want to lift up the Marion Hamilton, uh, Deacon Rackley's nephew. They need prayer this morning. They need someone to intercede for them. We also want to lift up uh, the Weaver family, Uh, Sister Weaver who was dedicated to the praise team and In spite of all that is going on in her world, she is still magnifying the name of the living Lord. So we pray for the family this morning. We ask that you pray uh, for my family this morning and Sister Elaine and all of those who are battling with, with health challenges. Some of us are standing here this morning that need your touch just a few days ago laying up in the ER but yet we're here today so we pray 
for the Harris family. We pray, I see your brother Andre in the back waving your hands. We praying for the Lewis family. The Winston family. Oh, yes. You see, while we're naming these prayer requests, they're already being recorded in the Lamb's book. Come on, somebody. God has already taken note. That's the beautiful thing about the God that we serve. We just call on his name. He said, I've been waiting on you. I've already been there. I'm waiting on you to get there. He said, Lord, where are you? He said, no, where are you? I'm waiting on you to get there. So we pray for our church as we get closer to the return of the Lord. Hear me now. We can't look at what we see. We can't hold on to how it used to be. Because God is doing a new thing. And oftentimes, this is where individuals lose their footing because we get so comfortable with the way things work. And when God does a shift, it throws us off. But oh, stay encouraged, my brother. Stay encouraged, my sisters. Continue to trust him, even in the midst of it. For those that choose to draw close, we want to encourage you to come. For those that choose to remain in your seats, we ask if you can roughly kneel as we look to the Lord in prayer. It's prayer time. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, Again, we're so appreciative of the fact that you have allowed us to make it to this place. We're so thankful, Father, because we understand and know that that last night could have been our final destination. But you saw fit to breathe life in our bodies one more time. Yes. It wasn't the alarm clock. It wasn't the sound of the family members in the other room. But Father, you allowed us to rise and shine on this beautiful Sabbath morning. And so we give you praise. We give you honor. And we give you glory. Father, you are so amazing. Words cannot even begin to describe. You're so awesome. Paving the way for us in spite of ourselves. So we give you praise. We give you honor. And we give you glory. So as we come, Lord, we're just asking you as humbly as we know how to forgive us of our sin. I know, God, sometimes we, we feel as if we haven't messed up. But the truth of the matter is all have sinned and fallen short from the glory of God. So, Father, we need you today to, to help us be more like you. Help us to see you, Father, even in the most difficult circumstances. Father, stop by here today as we lift up before you in a very special way of the Weaver family. We ask that you will cover the family right now. We ask that you will walk with the family right now. Let them see you, oh God, in the midst of this difficult time. For Father, you said in your word that you will put no more on us than what we are able to handle. So if you bring us to it, you will bring us through it. 
So, Father, do what you do today and create in all of us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us that wherever we go, God, whatever it is that we do, that your name will be glorified. We're asking, oh God, that you will be with the sister of Brother Rackley this morning. We ask that you will guide her footsteps. You know what she needs even now, oh God. We ask that you will touch her body right now, oh God. That you will let her know that you have her in the palm of your hand. Lord, let these not be just words coming from the mouth of a man. But Father, let us speak life into the hearts of your people. Father, we ask that you would be with the nephew of Deacon Rackley this morning as well, who also needs your touch, who needs your guidance. Oh, Father, we know you have it because you are faithful like that. Cover our church this morning. Cover our members this morning. Send your Shekinah glory that when we leave here, God, we will not leave here the same way. Father, we ask that you will watch over the Lewis family. Be with Sister Karen this morning. Father, do what you do. Hold her up. Encourage her heart. Let her know that you have her. And again, God, we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. This we do pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen. Amen. And amen again. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Happy Sabbath. Let me say a special happy Sabbath to my homegirls, Sister Carol and her mom from Leavenworth. Always glad to see them. How many of you had an opportunity to either go down to the general conference session or tune in online? Great, glad. We had a great time. Uh, Pastor Wilson, the president of the general conference, gave a really nice message, a closing message, and it was entitled, Hold Fast to What You Know. And what he was reminding us is keep faith and trust in the biblical beliefs that this church was founded on. And I wanted to bring that also into the stewardship realm. We need to hold fast to what we know is true in terms of our stewardship blessings of time, talent, temple, and treasure. thing that we want to remember about time, according to God's word, is time on earth is getting short. Before we know it, Jesus is going to be coming in clouds of glory, and we want to be ready and waiting for him. We don't want to still be on earth when he returns the third time. We want to be ready the second time. So let's keep that in mind. He says, behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, and time is getting short. So let's remember that. Let's hold fast to that. Let's hold fast to the fact that God has given each and every one of us good talents, good, beautiful talents talent of musicians, singers, preachers, teachers, uh, administration, media, deacons, deaconess, ushers, everybody has a talent. Don't even think you don't have a talent. Maybe you just haven't started using it yet. But we are called to use those talents to forward God's work here in this world. 
everybody's talent can be used to further God's message. Then also we have to hold fast what we know about our temple, our bodies. Of course, the gospel is why we're all here, to spread the gospel. But we know also through scripture and through spirit of prophecy that the health message is the right arm of the gospel. That's right. So we're called to take good care of these bodies. Mm-hmm. Nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine, temperance, air, rest, and trust in God. Mm-hmm. Try and improve in one of those areas every day. You don't have to just go from being a meat eater to a vegan in one day, but you can drink one more glass of water a day. You can walk around the block one day. Just do little things to get it started because you have to remember these are truths that God gives us for a reason. And then finally, hold fast to the truth of keeping our treasure not above God, but in line with God's principle. God comes first, but so many people are putting money first. Money is something that God gave us. So what is greater, the gift or the giver? Of course, God is greater. So he gives us treasure, our incomes, uh, whatever you might have to hustle to get up. You know, God is asking only for a tenth of that in tithe and a small or generous offering, however he fills your heart. So don't give up on God. He's promised us in his scripture, if you give, I'm going to beat you giving. We all know we can't beat God giving, no matter how hard we try. And he's promised when we're faithful in tithe and offering to open up the windows of heaven so much that so much blessings come out, you're going to be forced to share it with others. Do you want to have so many blessings you have to share with others? I know I do. So let's hold fast to what God has shown us. Let's hold fast and believe in his word. Let's hold fast and use our stewardship talents of time, temple, talent, and treasure for his glory. And I promise you, through God's word and his promises, he's going to bless you. Everything you do, he's going to return back to you ten times more. So let's continue to trust in him. Would our deacons and deaconess, our deacons please come forward? to lift the morning tithe and offer. Why they're coming, anybody here want to be more successful? I know you're successful now, but if you want to be more successful, tune in with us next Sunday, a week from tomorrow on the 26th at 5 p.m. for our 12 Steps to Success program. All of us can do a little bit more. When you're successful, you can help others be successful. So tune on in. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege and opportunity of being faithful stewards for you. We thank you for the time, talent, temple, and treasure that you've blessed us with. And Lord, we ask and pray that we'll be honest and forthright in returning those talents and temple and treasure to your service, dear Lord. Bless this tithe and offering which is about to be taken up. Bless that which has already come in. We thank you for the faithfulness of the membership. We thank you for everyone doing their part to continue to push forward the message of Christ and him crucified. In his blessed name, amen and amen. Amen. Pastor wanted me to uh, remind you, you can look on your... Um, 
agenda, not agenda, but the schedule of events for our church that Sister Lewis passes out, and it will tell you where to tune into for the 12-step program or see myself after service or Sister Lakita. Thank you.
I get a little bit more, amen. Man, those, those, those songs, those last few songs, I, I, I was sitting there marching around. I was marching around Jericho. That one right there had a little. If you had a saw me marching around Jericho on that one, it, it was like a slow drag. I was, I was. <laughs> I'm, hey, it's coming down. It's, it's coming down. It's <laughs> pray for me. Pray for me. But I was marching around that Jericho. I was marching around those bills. I was. It's coming down. It's coming down. While the blood is running, in my van, it's coming down. Thank you so. <laughs> Thank you so much. <coughs> Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, I, um, I'm just so excited to be here. Those songs have really encouraged my heart today. Uh, just want to just see God do a great thing. Um, I want to see him do a great work. And I already know that he is doing it. And it's already done. Amen. It's already done. We're walking... We're walking in faith. The victory is already done, won. The, the, the battle is over. We don't have to worry about anything. It's, it's done. And, and, and as soon as we can wrap our minds around it's done, the enemy will lose all ammo. Because see, what's happening is, is because we don't believe it's done, he throws worry it's not done yet, and we're still dealing with it. And then he throws doubt in there, and then he throws fear in there, and, and the next thing you know, you done, you done lost hope. But when it's already done, amen, it's, it's, like, it's like going home and the, and, the, and, and the food is already prepared. You don't have to cook. You don't have to cook. Why are you cooking when it's already cooked? It's done. We, we don't have to worry anymore. Amen. We don't, we, we, don't have to, we don't have to get caught up in all of the stuff anymore. Because God has already, it's done. Amen. The walls are down. When the, when the children walked around Jericho, they were, the, yeah, the walls may have still been there physically, but, but in their mind, it was done. That's why they kept walking. That's why they kept believing. It's done. I'm already in heaven. Come on, some. I'm already at his feet. We always talking about I want to stand on the sea. I'm standing on the glass. Amen. I'm already hugging my Jesus. Because I, it's already done. It's already done. Thank you so much. I'm excited. I'm going to do my best to get out of here in, a, in enough time for y'all to go home and eat and enjoy your meal. But I'm going to need you to pray for me 
amen, as we spend our time together uh, this morning. Um, I want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers, amen, all amen. The, the dads in the house. We praise God for you. I know this time of the year is difficult for some, um, as their dad, such as mine, who is not with us, uh, but he's resting, amen. But we praise God for him when he was with us, amen. But we celebrate all dads. I celebrate, I celebrate me. I am one of those dads, amen. If I can just say it myself uh, without tooting my own horn. I don't know how you can say it yourself without tooting your own horn, but I'm going to go ahead, Elder, since the mic is on me. I'm the best dad ever. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I got two witnesses right there. <laughs> At least two, huh? <laughs> but praise God for you, dads. I know to your family you're the best dad ever, and so we celebrate you in a very special way. Um, if you have your Bibles with you, we want to ask if you can humbly turn to an old passage in the Old Testament, the book of Haggai. Um, we want to start with chapter 2. Um, we'll read nine verses, um, one through nine. That's Haggai. When you have it, please stand with me um, in honor of the reading of the Word of God. That's uh, Haggai chapter 2. And we'll read verses 1 through 9. Um, we'll read this responsibly. It says here that in the seventh month of the 21st of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Amen. Listen to you reading that, you probably wish y'all had started first and and I came after, amen. But, but, but it is as it is. Who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now in comparison with it? Is this not in your eyes as nothing? According to the word that I coveted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you, do not fear. I will shake all nations, and, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. All together, the glory of the latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Today I want us to just spend a little time as we speak on the topic. It'll all be over in a little while. 
Go on and turn to your neighbor and say, it'll all be over in a little while. Let us pray. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we are so thankful, so privileged and honored to know that it'll all be over in a little while. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase. Into your hands I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. It'll all be over in a little while. If I can be honest with you this morning and share with you that as the Lord began to lay this uh, title or this passage on me, I was thinking we were going to go in another direction. But then as I began to look over the study a little bit more and even up this morning and went a little bit in depth, I began to say, okay, God, I see that you're doing so many different things here. I began to realize that this would be the best time for me to get out the way, not while I'm standing here. So I must be honest with you this morning and let you know that I got out of the way a long time ago. So whatever you experience here today is not because of any, any studies or any wisdom or any great philosophy that I have in and of myself. But it is God that is leading, God that is guiding, and God that is directing. The truth of the matter is, that's the way I like to be. I like to live my life in that arena where I'm following God. Because too many times, it's easy for us as preachers to get behind the desk and put all of our time and energy in preparing texts and passages coming across different colloquiums and different rhymes and rhythms and want to get up behind the desk and just floss a little bit. But I have to be real and honest with you this morning. I've never been that person. I've always liked to follow after the word of the Lord. And if God decides that he wants to do something different three days later, who am I to say, no, God, this is where we started. You had us going in this direction, and, and, and why are you shifting now? I, I don't believe it's my place to dictate the direction that the Spirit of God would like to take us in. And so I stand here today as one that is unlearned. I stand here today as one that don't know a whole lot. I stand here today as one that is still amazed that I'm here after three weeks of not being in this pulpit. That God will still say, yes, I still want you there. I'm just amazed at the fact that you are smiling as I'm standing here. I'm just overjoyed at the fact that the room has people in it. Come on, somebody. But at the end of the day, we're not here to, to, to celebrate man. We're here to lift up the man, Jesus Christ. And so as we move now into our text, uh, looking at the structure of the text, this, this, here, this here divine message that came um, through the prophet um, Haggai. Uh, 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 we see here that God is speaking to the prophet as they are now in the process of rebuilding the temple. Notice that as we read the text, there were individuals that as they began to uh, prepare the text, began 
issues with the way the, the temple was being constructed. They began to rip and reminisce over the years when Solomon had built the temple. They began to see how Solomon put all of this money and all of this, uh, of this gold and, and all of the accolades into this temple. And now this temple that is being rebuilt doesn't quite line up. It seems as if something is missing and now the people are taking issue with the fact that this temple does resemble the temple of old. First Kings 6 reminds us that Solomon overlaid the house within with pure gold and he drew chains of gold across the oracle and he overlaid it with gold and the whole house was overlaid with gold until all the house was finished. Also the whole altar that belonged to the oracle, he overlaid it with gold. Some have estimated the cost of Solomon's temple to be between three to five billion dollars. And now as these individuals are now beginning to formulate this temple, they are taking issue. Haggai did not view an effort of this generation as he constructed this temple. In other words, as they rebuild the old one, the Lord never had but one house in Jerusalem. And it is so easy for us to get caught up in the way things used to be that we can't see God doing something new. And so the problem that the people are facing is discouragement. They're looking around and now they're discouraged because they're not seeing what they think they ought to see. Remember now, the people in their 70s could remember Solomon's temple. They were able to recall the splendor uh, uh, that was destroyed some 66 years earlier. They're able to recall those moments. They were able to depict those, those sunny days. They were able to recall those moments when the church came together, when, when everybody was on one accord, when all of the things were, everybody was happy and the excitement and the praise team was doing their, they were all able to reflect back and see how the pathfinder was all suited and booted. They were able to reflect over all of those wonderful moments. And they were missing. God responded to their discouragement with a word of encouragement. In other words, the Lord offers encouragement for the people in four different ways. In other words, the first encouragement, God says, listen, God is present. God is there with them. It's so easy to miss God being right in the midst of what is going on because it's not looking like it used to. It is so easy to get caught up in what, how things once were. God has said, I've never left you. COVID came along and it disrupted the church service. It came along and it disrupted our lifestyle. And God is saying, even though all of that happened, I never left you. I was always there with you. So God encourages them by first and foremost by letting them know that I am right there with you. 
Then God comes along the second time and he encourages them in verse 5 and he reminds them of God's covenant with them. In verse 5, it says, according to the word that I covenant with you when you came out of, e out of Egypt. He says that my spirit will remain among you. Do not fear. Don't be afraid of what's going on around you. Don't be afraid of what you're looking at right now. Just like I told you back then, I am a God of my word. I am with you, people of God. It gets a little crazy at times. It gets a little dangerous at times. It gets a little daunting at times. But we have to be mindful that God said, I am with you. I know these things happen. I understand and know that trouble does come. I'm reminded of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now these young men that was thrown into the fiery furnace. But how many of you know that there were more Christians outside the furnace than inside? There were other individuals that were outside of the furnace. There were other individuals that were standing there, other believers of God. Individuals who knew the rules of the road. Individuals who understood the teachings of the Torah. Individuals that understood the Egyptian experience. But yet only three were in the furnace. Which lets me know that there are times when you may have to be the only one going through. And God has said, as you go through, please don't forget my covenant that I have made with you long time ago. And that is, do not fear, my spirit will remain with you. I want you to be encouraged, sister. That God will be there with you. I want you to be encouraged, my brother, that God said, I will roll with you in spite of it all because I've already said it. I'm a God of my word. I'm not going to tell you one thing and then do something else. I've come to learn in my few years of walking with the Lord that he is faithful. That's why I was able to reflect on Jericho as the songs were being sang. I was able to now recall those moments as I traveled through this difficult land. That as I kept my mind on Jesus, he kept me in person. Peace. Uh, that when I called on him, uh, even in the midnight hours, when others felt like I shouldn't be talking to him uh, because of the condition of my mind, that I need to just leave him alone. But because God said, I will be with you. Not only that, but then the thirdly, God encourages uh, uh, the people with a promise. Uh, in, in, in verse 6 and 7, he goes on to say, he says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, uh, once more, once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth and the sea and the dry lands. And he says that I will shake all nations and, and they shall come uh, to the desire of all nations. And, and, and I will fill this temple with glory, said the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. 
The glory of the Lord of this latter temple shall be greater than the former. So why are we caught up in what we see when God says that what you see is going to be greater than the former? It's going to be better than the former. And so God promises to supply all the needs according to his riches and glory. And fourthly, uh, uh, fourthly uh, uh, God's provision. Uh, uh, we just read it in verse 8. Uh, uh, God said, I will provide for you. The Lord assured them that despite the bad economy and their lack of wealth, uh, that he was able to provide all they need in spite of the high prices and the high gases, in spite of the fact that there is no formula for the babies, in spite of all of the trauma and all of the issues, God said, I will take care of you. I will provide for you. So God gives these three commands in response to the problem. He tells them to be strong. God says, be strong. Don't get caught up in all the stuff. I need you to stand strong. I need you to stand with your shoulders sprout. I need you to stand straight up with your shoulders tall. Be strong. See your circumstances and look at your issues and see the problems. I need you to be strong because what I'm doing Right now, your mind can't contain it. What I'm working out right now is above your pay grade. Just be strong, my brothers and sisters. Be strong, and then it tells them to work. You see, it's one thing to be strong and idle. It's another thing to be strong and moving and working. God tells them in verse 4 and 5, he says, Now be strong, Zerubbabel, said the Lord, and be, be, be strong, Joshua, and, and, and Jehoshaphat, uh, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, said the Lord of hosts, and work, for I am with you. I'm right there in the midst. Work because I am with you. And then he goes on and tells them to fear not. Don't be afraid. I remember I was in a situation where I was standing before the magistrate, if you will, and my lawyer was on my right side. And the judge asked my lawyer, so what say you about this young man? And my lawyer, took one step back and left me standing by myself. Fear not, God said, even if you have to stand alone because I'm not the kind of God that will leave you by yourself. Be strong as you go through these difficult times. You see, God... God has already, God has already shared with the, the children of Israel uh, that, that he had their best interests at heart. God had already let them know that he knew exactly what they need. You see, God made these three, uh, 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 these, uh, uh, three promises to, 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 to eliminate the problem. He says, I will shake heaven 
and earth, the sea and dry land and the nations. He says the latter glory of this house will be greater than the former. And if we can just wrap our minds around the fact that in this place I will give peace. There will be peace that passes all understanding. Sometimes God have to shift in one area to get us prepared for another area. Sometimes God have to shake us up over here just so that he can get us ready over there. Because too many times as believers, and you know how we are, we are creatures of habit. Once we get used to a rhythm, once we get something rolling, once we get something moving, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. This the way we've always done it. God said, I need you to understand that there is more than one way for us to deal with this situation. Because while you're comfortable over here, you're beginning to slip over there. And so I have to make sure that you're balanced. So God has already supplied uh, a warrants from the past and present for his command to be strong, to work, and do not fear. Do not fear what may come. Do not fear for yet now God turn in uh, to give warning from what he's going to do in the future. He goes on to say that the people should not worry about any lack of splendor regarding the rebuilding of this here temple. Don't worry about it. Don't get caught up in the fact that you may not have. Because God said, I have. Don't get caught up in the fact that you're looking at your situation and it seems unbearable. It seems overwhelming. But God is saying, you're looking at what you can see. But I'm looking at what I know. Because what you see and what God knows is two different things. And I like to err on the side of what God knows, not what I see. Because if you know that, even as I've stood here, I've, I've been putting them on and taking them off. Which lets me know that there are times when my seeing is not adequate. That sometimes my seeing is not as clear as I would like for it to be. Sometimes seeing is not the best thing. Because seeing can hinder the progress. Because let's be real up in this house today. Some of us, some of us, our sin has interfered with what God is trying to do in your life. Because God is trying to move you in one direction, but because of what you see. You say that's not the way God wants me to go. And God is saying, this is exactly the way I want you to go. And so the Lord is the Lord of hosts. He knows exactly what we need before we are in need of it. So, it'll all be over in a little while. What you're going through right now, it won't last always. Because in a little while, God is going to crack the sky. In a little while, God is going to reveal the enemy's face. Oh, it'll all be over. 
in a little while. Because his mercies endures to all generations. All resources of heaven and earth belong to him. In fact, the future of glory is going to be even better than the former. Because God said, what I'm doing is taking a little time. What I'm doing right now is a special thing in your life. But I'm going to need you to trust me. I'm going to need you to lean on me. Because in a little while, it'll all be over. In a little while, you're going to look back and you're going to see that it was that it? Was, was that it? You mean that was it? You mean that's the one that held me back all those years when I tried to move forward? You mean, you mean that's what's been keeping my faith down? You mean that's the one right there? You mean that one right there? Yeah, you, you mean that one right there? You mean that's what's been keeping me from success? You mean that one right there? Because in a little while, God has said, I, I'm going I'm to do a new thing. In a little while, the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, said the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Peace is what we need right now. Peace is what God is trying to pour out on his people right now. We can't sleep at night. We can't rest anymore. We're worried about so many things that peace is far from us. Peace is what I want to leave with you. Peace is what I want to give you today. I want to give you something that you will be able to have good health. I want to give you something that's going to give you a, 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 a sound mind. Peace. Because in a little while, it'll all be over. God said, I don't need you to be worried about it anymore. Leaving this place and going forward. Because in a little while, We'll be shouting in a little while. We'll be singing his praises. In a little while, we'll be able to step out and be able to experience him face to face. It's just a little while. It's not long at all. Elder, it's just a little while. If we could just hold on just a little while, it'll all be over. In just a little while. Just a little while. We'll be standing there with him. You know, as I close, I'm so thankful that sleep is just what it is. Death is just sleep. That the Bible says when the, when the dead in Christ are raised up, It'll be as if they were just asleep. All that we're experiencing today, it'll, it'll be as if they laid down and woke up. It'll be like just a little while that we'll be able to see him, hold on to him, 
By faith, I'm already there. By faith, I'm already there. For my eyes have seen the glory. I'm already there. For in a little while. How long? Not long. Hey! In a little while. In a little while. Father God, we are so thankful that what seems to be a long while is nothing but a little while. And we can call on you now and speak to you as friends. Knowing that in a little while it'll all be over. Hey! No more tears. No more sickness. No more court dates. No more health challenges in a little while. No more sleepless nights in a little while. So we thank you tonight. We thank you this morning. There may be somebody here, Father, that, that needs that relationship with you. We ask, oh God, now that you will open up the doors, oh God, and receive them unto you. Weeping may endure for a night, but in a little while, joy cometh in the morning. So we thank you tonight. We thank you this morning. We bless you always. For in a little while, It'll all be over. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Let's give the pastor another amen. amen. Just reminding us whatever you're going through. In a little while, it'll be all over. That's good news. Amen, amen. Let us stand as we take this message to tell the world that in a little while, it'll be all over. Get your house in order. Father God, we're so grateful, Lord, for this message, Lord. We're so grateful for your Holy Spirit, Lord, of encouraging us, Lord, to hold on. That in a little while, it'll all be over. Now may the Lord bless us and keep you. May the Lord's countenance be upon you and give you peace. Because in a little while it'll be all over. We'll be going home. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen.
Amen. Amen.